And hello, this is Jason for the Comscare Podcast, and welcome to episode three covering topics that I have found interesting over the past week. This podcast is geared towards doing a summary of some of the major events in communications tech and other recent events. And without further ado, let's to kick it off with Apple and an article I got from Engadget where Apple could release an M3-powered iMac as early as the second half of 2023. So it's something to get excited about. Apple is reportedly preparing to release a new 24-inch iMac with a next-generation M3 system on a chip, as well as a long-rumored 15-inch variant of the MacBook Air and refresh of the 13-inch model, and it's uh, Apple Apple Silicone Mac Pro. The new iMac will feature several improvements, including a redesigned internal components and a different manufacturing process for attaching the stand. The refreshed models are expected to be released between late spring and sometime this summer. And at least the 13-inch MacBook Air could feature Apple's latest chip, that M3. All right, next article I got from Engadget. It's the morning after. Is Apple working on an ultra iPhone? We've heard the rumors, and they just keep hitting. A uh, summary about that is Apple is reportedly considering the release of a new, more expensive iPhone model called the Ultra that would sit above the current iPhone uh, Pro range. According to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, the device could arrive as early as next year and may feature a faster processor, better camera hardware, and a large display. Gurman also notes that Apple CEO Tim Cook recently suggested that uh, people are willing to pay for a premium for the best iPhones possible. So if they're willing to pay, they're going to produce a product to support it. The new iPhone Ultra could even include future forward features, such as the removal of the charging port. Dun, dun, dun. Next article I got is from Forbes. It is the new iPhone 15 exclusive confirms a stunning Apple design decision. So a lot of clickbait stuff. For Apple's iPhone 15 models, which are expected to have a new design, new materials, and new colors. Solid-state buttons, next-gen Wi-Fi, and a 3-nanometer A17 chipset. However, the most requested feature, the USB-C, may come with restrictions as Apple is reportedly locking down the port on all iPhone 15 models through its official licensing program for accessories, MFI, MFI licensed accessories, Uh, which costs significantly more than unlicensed counterparts. And Apple keeps manufacturers in line by installing an authenticator chip on those ports that can limit or disable accessories completely. So the old one you got at home, it ain't going to cut it. Meanwhile, leaks suggesting that the iPhone 15 Pro models may may be delivering over 40 times faster performance, but apparently only on an MFI approved accessory. So you're only getting those fast charging speeds if you've got the Apple approved devices. The iPhone 15 ranges are expected to launch sometime in September with those notably higher prices. Next article we got also comes from Forbes. It says, uh, forget the new MacBook Pro. Apple has something much better. And this article is Basically, uh, Apple reporting that they're working on a 15-inch MacBook Air with an M2 chipset, which will offer a larger display and power that rivals the fastest and most expensive MacBook Pro from the Intel days. Ooh, bringing back that old, making it new. This laptop is expected to hit a sweet spot in performance, size, price, and will likely be launched in the coming months. 
So the M2 MacBook Air will offer greater flexibility and will be the fit for purpose for countless users. If you want that high-end, high-grade, you know, super whamadine type things, completing the Mac OS laptop portfolio. Next article we got comes from Tech Times. It says, iPhone 15 Pro's ultra-thin bezel update, newly leaked front glass panel, could be another proof. Uh, a lot of smart talk, but leaked glass panels of the upcoming iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max suggest that they could have ultra-thin bezels offering a more all-screen smartphone experience. However, the base iPhone 15 and 15 Plus will still have the common bezel sizes, so... I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's not. I couldn't tell you. Those thinner bezels, though, could lead to larger screens and smaller devices, making them a little bit more comfortable to hold and to carry. We'll see. As Apple has not yet confirmed these details, it is best to wait for their official announcement. Next article for Apple I've got is from Slash Gear, and it is that Apple may be prepping for an M3 MacBook Air for summer launch. So again, another report that they're looking for this M3 to be coming out soon. So since Apple's reportedly preparing to launch the, M the new Mac machines powered by the upcoming M3 series processors. That M3 silicon will be based on the 3 nanometer processor with up to 40 compute cores and significant performance and efficiency upgrades. So a lot of new refreshing of the old stuff, but making it better. The iMac refresh is expected to debut in that second half of 2023 and will be among the first wave of Macs to be armed with that M3 series processor. Apple is also expecting to launch about three new Macs between late spring and early summer, including a 15-inch version of that MacBook Air with an M2, M3 series chip and a minor refresh for the 13.3 models. Also, an OLED iPad Pro with the M3 silicon is reportedly lined up for next year, 2024. Woohoo! Next article I got comes from Tom's Guide, Apple. Watch health tracking to get massive upgrade according to the latest patent. So keeping an eye on those patents, things they're registering, looking to do in the future. So Apple is exploring the possibility of adding additional sensors to the straps of future Apple Watch models according to a patent application. The company is considering embedding electrical components into the fabrics of the straps. Oh, wow. To allow for expanded health tracking features such as blood glucose monitoring, as well as potentially usable features like microphones or speakers. Two specific sensors uh, mentioned in the patent include the heart rate and blood oxygen sensors, which could lead to more accurate readings for users. And then the last article I've got for strict Apple comes from Tech Radar. It says Apple wants to restrict chat GPT using email app for a rather interesting reason. So what this means is Apple has blocked the release of an update to the Blue Mail email client that includes the chat GPT chatbot, insisting that the developer insert age restrictions or content, fil content filtering first. And this is because Apple's policy for apps that use artificial intelligence or AI to generate content that may be unsuitable for younger audiences. And Blue Mail's developer, Blix, disputes that ruling, saying that the app already has content filtering and that other similar AI apps on the App Store have no age restrictions. Ben Volok, Blix's co-founder, also believes that Blue Mail is being unfairly targeted by Apple. So more to follow as they continue to uh, draw this one out. Next couple articles I got come from uh, overview of Samsung things. First article comes from Android Police, and it says Samsung Galaxy A14 5G review. 
It's a whole lot of phone for two hundred dollars. So cheap phone, a lot of lot of goodness. Here, Samsung Galaxy's A14 5G, which is identified as a budget phone that offer, that offers functional specs and advanced features for $200. It has a long-lasting battery, a good-looking display, and an impressive camera array, but lacks wireless charging, a waterproof rating, and only has one speaker. So limited, because it's cheaper, but looks pretty. The phone has a MediaTek Dimensity 700 SoC, basically a 6.6 inch screen size, uh, full, full HD plus LCD. It's got a 90 hertz display, four gigs of RAM, 64 gigabytes of storage, expandable by a micro SD, so you can upgrade it up to one terabyte. And it runs Android 13 with one UI 5.0. The phone is available in black in the US and in a light green, dark red, silver in Europe. The phone feels sturdy and has a unique textured back. Okay. However, the plastic body makes it feel kind of cheap. And the power button doubles as a fingerprint sensor. So it's a twofer, uh, which makes it harder to press and unlock the device. Mm. So the good and the bad of a $200 phone. Trying to compete. We'll see. Uh, next article I got also comes from Android Police, and it is Samsung's February 2023 security patch now available on the Galaxy S20 and Z Flip 4 in the U.S. Good news. So if you, you've got one of them phones, you can now update for security patches. Keep your, keep your phone safe. So Samsung has rolled out the February monthly software update to many of its devices, which, are, which not only brings its new security patches, but also major upgrades like to One UI 5.1. And the update has been rolled out to Galaxy S and Z releases uh, the past few years. And now you also see it for Note 20 series Galaxy A and Galaxy Tab S entries. Verizon stands by as the only major carrier that has released the detailed software update inf information for its devices. The list of devices receiving the update has been provided uh, with Verizon uh, being the, uh, releasing the update on different dates for the different devices. So if you got a Verizon version that has that 5G capability, you know you're up to date. The rest of them, rollouts pending and on their way. Next couple of other articles that I've got kind of run the gambit. Um, but starting off with a MIT tech review is the inside story of how chat GPT was built from the people who made it. So it's an article here from, uh, MIT tech review talking about how they created chat GPT. So if you all know, chat GPT is an AI chatbot created by OpenAI that has become like a viral mega hit. It is everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. It's the new hotness. The company released ChatGPT as a research preview to iron out its flaws by collecting feedback from the public. And OpenAI has been pretty surprised by the success of the chatbot and has been trying to catch up with the demand by using ad adversarial training uh, to prevent it from behaving badly and updating it several times since its initial release. Because everybody's trying it. They're getting a lot of lessons and data points to figure out how to make it better. The buzz about ChatGPT has set off yet another gold rush around large language models with companies and investors worldwide getting into the action. ChatGPT is uh, a little bit more fine-tuned version of GPT 3.5, which itself is an updated version of GPT-3, and it is not fundamentally a new AI chatbot, but 
it's a new way to get the new hotness out there and let people play with stuff. Next article I got is kind of a comparison, and it's from Android Police talking about Mint Mobile versus Visible. Which MVNO carrier is best for you? So if you're trying to figure out what you got, you got all these different companies out here that own all of the the spectrum for phones. You got uh, guys that basically buy bandwidth to allow themselves to give you a little bit more of a warehouse, cheaper discounted rate to, to have yourself a phone. So these carriers that buy this are MVNOs and they basically let you get some capability. So this article compares these two mobile carriers, Visible and Mint Mobile. Visible, owned by Verizon and runs its LTE and 5G network, and Visible offers two unlimited plans with truly unlimited data and limited hotspot data. And on the other hand, Mint Mobile users use T-Mobile's network and has four data plans with the unlimited plan offering only 35 gigabits at full speed. Mint Mobile has uh, hotspot data on all plans and Mint Mobile coverage, Mint Mobile's coverage is more likely to drop signals in rural areas compared to visible because if you had a Verizon phone, it's that phone that had, can you hear me now? And when I had Verizon, I could be heard everywhere I went, but there is no roaming that comes with a visible plan. Eh if that matters to you or not. Mint Mobile has a Mint Mobile app with an eSIM trial, while Visible has a free trial, but only for iPhones. So the end-all, be-all, which phone is right for you breakdown, they say that Visible is the best overall plan true to due to its truly unlimited data and no-nonsense savings, even though there is a uh, semi-unlimited but at a reduced rate capability for the Mint Mobile plans. So something to think about if you're an LTE fan or you're a a CDMA person, something to take a look at. Next article I got comes from Consumer Reports talking about a summary of best Windows laptops of this year in 2023. So uh, Consumer Reports uh, provides the overview for the product testing for their organization, recommends their definition or identification of best Windows laptops of different sizes based on their laptop tests. If you're looking for a 17-inch model, they recommend the LG Gram of 2022 as the top pick with the Dell Inspiron and MSI GE75 Raider as the next best picks. The LG Ultra PC AMD is the recommendation for the best 15 to 16-inch laptop with the 15-inch LG Gram Samsung Galaxy Book Pro 360 and Asus ZenBook Pro as other alternatives. So those are those runners up in that, in those categories. Meanwhile, the MSI Sumi is the best 14-inch laptop, almost hands down. And the article emphasizes the importance of choosing a Windows laptop for its wide range of options and affordability compared to dun 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 a Mac. All right. So last. Otherwise, article can't go too far is from Bleeping Computer, and it's about LastPass. DevOps engineer hacked to steal password vault data in 2022 breach. Can't go without talking about LastPass because everybody's talking about LastPass because they, they've been breached a couple of times now. So LastPass had disclosed information on a coordinated second attack where hackers gained access to and stole data from a company's AWS cloud storage servers over uh, over the last two months. LastPass disclosed in a breach in December where the threat actors, threat actors stole 
partially encrypted passwords, uh, data vaults, and customer information. The hackers installed a keylogger on a senior DevOps engineer's computer uh, using information stolen in a breach that happened in August. And that information from a, from that other data breach was used as a remote code ex, uh, was was a remote code execution vulnerability. That was how they got in there. LastPass has updated its security posture and released support bulletins with recommended actions for customers and business administrators. The stolen data includes customer metadata, MFA seeds, and MFA API integration secrets. And LastPass prevented the support bulletins from being indexed by search engines until March 1st. So they were basically hiding, letting you know that they messed up till the very end. So that's the end that I got for today. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you have a great day. That's all from here. Jason, out.